are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. I'm joined today, as always, by Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And we've got a special guest for you guys today. It's Joe Trahan of WFAA, the lead sports anchor, to talk about the Cowboys' upcoming game against the Washington football team. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. First of all, uh, Marcus and Landon, thanks so much for having me on, man. Uh, you guys have been doing a good job. I know that you know we have this partnership we're working on, and I think it's working out really well. I see you guys on our uh, on our website at WFAA.com all the time. The content's great. It's what you guys know. Cowboys fans are voracious. They want yeah. it. They need it. And the team's good this year. There could be big things to come. So I think y'all are doing a great job. And I appreciate y'all uh, having me on for a few minutes. Yeah, it's a nice little pairing between WFAA and Locked on Cowboys podcast, much like Randy Gregory and DeMarcus Thomas. Uh, how's that for a segue? Well, uh, like really it. cheesy here on the podcast. But, uh, Joe, I, I want to ask you about Gregory coming back into Neville Gallimore. Uh, what do you? What kind of boost do you expect those guys to have on this defense this week? So um, let's go. Let's go, Randy first, right? Because we've seen what Randy could do, especially early in this season when he was one of the best pressure players in the entire NFL. When you pair that with him coming from one side and Tank coming from the other, and I think that in and of itself um, could be lethal at times. Neville Gallimore. Listen, he's been working on the side, you guys, and we've seen him working on the side a lot. I still expect them to ease him back in. So that push in the middle of the pocket, I don't know how much he can bring um, right off the bat because he will have to gear himself back up. You know, to, there's nothing like playing in an NFL game. You can't simulate that. No matter how many times you get on resistance cords and go up yeah. against the sled, there's nothing like it. So it might take Gallimore a little more time, but, you know, I just want to see I want to see Tank and Randy Gregory as well as Micah Parsons. I want to see how creative Dan Quinn will be because you know that's to me you guys, you know, besides what we've seen from Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons on that defense, what Dan Quinn has done uh while he can't be the most valuable player on defense cuz he's not a player, man, he's really close cuz he's he's given up um what I like to call that coach's ego, right? Yeah. He doesn't have to do it the way that he's done it before. He's been really pliable. He's been multiple. He's thrown a lot of different looks, playing a lot more man-to-man defense than he had in the past. So I can't wait to see the creativity that he's got in store for uh, Taylor Heineke when he's got those, uh, you know, when he's got that triangle that he can work with and move. When does he bring a tank from the inside? And and how does that, you know, interrelate with what he'll do with Micah Parsons? That's going to be one of the games inside the game, and that's going to be fun to watch. Landon, can I jump in here really quick? I got another Please, question. Yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. So for Gallimore, I think you're right. It's going to take Gallimore a little bit of time to, to kind of get back up to the speed of the NFL because his last game was what? Was it week two of the preseason? Something like yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, where I think he could have a big impact is just giving some of those other guys a break, right? Because Oso Digizua has played a million snaps this year. Carlos Watkins has had to play a ton. But uh, do you think his impact there alone will, will help this defense? Yeah, it's that domino effect, Marcus, I think, in in a good respect, right? Um, I think that if we see 
the snap count lower a little bit for Odigizua, how many times more will he flash? Because mm-hmm. we've seen him flash, and it's been like, whoa, okay. You know, Cowboy fans could get used to that. And with the way that they will run the rotation now with adding not just another piece, but what will eventually be an impact piece and a pretty darn solid piece right out of the gate, you know, I'm looking forward to that as well because it's only going to help that defensive line. And you guys know, I mean, um, especially with the way this defensive line has worked in the past several years, it's had to be strength in numbers, Mm. right? What I would like to see is stalwarts raise to their level and become impact pressure players because that's when we know that that defense won't have to rely as much on the Cowboys offense. And we haven't seen that yet. Even with the way that, you know, this defense flashed last week with the three interceptions in the last six and a half minutes against the Saints, we still haven't seen that defense raised to that level. But when you get uh, more than solid pieces and impact players all throughout that defensive line with them all rotating in and out, uh, I do think it could mean good things for that Cowboys defense. I got one more question about the defense before we move on to the offense, which is obviously where everyone really <laughs> wants to get into. Of course. Uh, you know, one of the position groups that we're hoping to get a boost from this kind of influx of talent back into the team is the linebacker core, oddly enough, because you're getting these guys onto the defensive line. And, you know, what we're hoping, just because of how the linebacker core outside of Micah Parsons has played so far, especially in the last few weeks, is that Micah gets an opportunity to kind of step back and play a little bit more linebacker, especially against a team like Washington that really wants to like limit uh, possessions. They want to run the football. They want to kill the clock because they don't quite have the high powered offense to keep up in a boat race. Right. So, but, but talk to us a little bit about the kind of the double edge, the double edged sword there, right. Is that you, you want Micah Parsons back there playing off ball linebacker because you have a need there, but at the same time, you know, he is obviously playing like one of the best edge rushers in the entire league when he's getting the opportunity there. So, Talk to us a little bit about what you think, you know, the, the give and take is there for Micah Parsons playing linebacker uh, for the Cowboys in the next few yeah. weeks. Yeah, Landon, and that was kind of what I was talking about or alluding to when I talked about the creativity with Dan yeah. Quinn. When does he pull that trigger? How does he pull that trigger? What does it look like, you know, when he does have, uh, have Micah playing off the ball? Um, I think part of what we will also see is, especially with Neville Gallimore, when he is in there, when he can be that stout guy who can absorb some double teams, that's when you might see Keanu Neal uh, have the opportunity at least to make a few more plays. Leighton Vander Esch has been struggling mm. mightily lately. And it's been hard to watch, guys. It really you know, We talk about him every day right? in this podcast. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it, it, it jumps off the screen at you and you're yeah. like, Leighton, you know, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, but if he gets a little more cover, Right. And he doesn't have to do so much. Can he regain at least some semblance of what he was? And we know he may not be because of all the injuries he's gone through and the neck problems and everything. He might not be that fly around guy who can go sideline to sideline that we all kind of fell in love with early in his career. But that doesn't mean he can't be a stout run defender um, in the box. And if you guys remember to early in the season, think about how well the Cowboys were against the run. And that was kind of setting the table for that defense when it uh, wasn't exposed and when it wasn't on the field too much, it was handling its business. So I'm hoping that Neville Gallimore can help bring back some of that kind of thing because you guys are right. Outside of Micah Parsons, man, that linebacking core has struggled. 
And it's, it's crazy considering we thought that was maybe the strength of this team going into training camp with Jalen and Vanderash and Parsons and Jabril Cox. I mean, yeah. we thought there were just too many guys there. Now I don't even know if they have two guys they trust on the field. So just wanted to pause really quickly to tell you guys about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning just feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you were up against. But Stat Hero is different. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup, winner takes all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero even shows you their lineups ahead of time and allows you to handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for. And Stat Hero has no choice but to take the action because you are daring to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be, one-on-one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That is stathero.com slash locked on and then use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Again, one more time, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, let's let's transition over to the offense. Uh, and they've been, I don't know, what do you want to say, Joe? Inconsistent over the last month, <laughs> sputtering? Yeah, right? they're asleep, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a malaise. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. It's like sluggish and it, it, it's disappointing, right? Mm-hmm. Because the bar was raised, you know, about as high as it possibly could be. I mean, as explosive, as fun to watch, because that was a thing about this Cowboys team early yeah. in the year. Man, win, lose. Ty, whatever. Man, it was fun to watch. And it's been anything but these last few weeks. It's because of the offense. So do you think it's because they have some kind of fatal flaw or teams are catching up to them? Or is it as simple as the NFL is really hard and it's it's really hard to put up 30 points every single week? Well, here's the way I explain it, right? And you're, you're on to something, right? Because it is hard. Let's think about calculus. Calculus is friggin' hard. Okay, (laughs) and the calculus has completely changed for Dak Prescott as as you know, it's it's completely changed when you think about Amari Cooper, you know, missing a couple of games. Uh, We talked about the domino effect in a positive way a few minutes ago when we talked about the defensive line. Think about the domino effect the other way. Yeah. When you lose not only who who I consider the best receiver and I know there's this argument for C.D. Lamb, but but let me let me let me further explain that. He's the best receiver, not just physically, but it's a mental game. And you guys know that as well as anyone, right? From a mental standpoint, he's he has as much acuity, ability, and understanding of the offense um, as, as anyone in that receiving core. And he's the, the guy that Doug trusts, right? Like on third and seven, that's well, where the ball is going is to Amari Cooper because he knows he's going to get open. What, knows he's going to get open, and he knows he's going to see it the mm-hmm. same way. And that's the deal, Right because he's got the mental acuity, and then he's the most technical route runner, one of the most in the entire league, and certainly on the Cowboys team. Uh, think about it, and it was funny. We were, in the, we were in the press box in the Superdome, and when on that fourth down play early in the game when Dak missed C.D. Lamb mm. for what people thought, oh, it was a wide-open touchdown, and Dak, how could you miss him, and everything like this. I won't, I won't 
out the media member who I had a huge argument with at the time. I won't out him. I think you I should. Like, Go ahead. I won't. I won't. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. We hang together all the time, but I won't out him. But I was like, bro, A, um, that's the wrong route by uh, CD. And B, if nothing else, he turned the wrong way. There was a huge void in the inside. Yeah. And as, if you noticed, CD turned to the outside. And yeah. that's the kind of mentality that's in, in terms of what I'm talking about, the, the domino effect, right? When CD, who is a great talent and who is going to be a great wide receiver in this league, but he still has to, you know, uh, polish things in terms of the mental aspect and how he sees the game. When he's the number one guy and Coop's not the number one guy there absorbing double teams and doing all he does, it changes the calculus for D Dak Prescott. And then that's just the beginning because the yeah. way it really gets hard for Dak is when you can't run the ball. And they haven't been able to run the ball. You know, I mean, uh, Zeke's in the midst of his worst five game stretch of his career. It's it's ironic because, you know, before the season, we talked about the kind of inconsistent nature of Cooper's availability. Right. Well, you know, he's just kind of nicked yes. up and he's, yep. and he's never quite kind of feels like he's 100 percent. But the truth of the matter is that I think we've learned this year that Cooper is the most consistent wide receiver. Even mm -hmm. when he's hurt and he's out there, even if he's just a decoy, even if he's just taking attention, there's an effect that he has on defenses that the rest of the offense clearly feeds on it. And, and I think you're right that we've seen that CeeDee Lamb is an incredible talent, but there are times when he makes mental errors that uh, you know are happen often enough that it makes it difficult to kind of run the entire offense through him the way that you do with Cooper. I, I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit on what you talked about with the, uh, the run game and, and, and Dax, you know, kind of calculus and just trust there to me, another huge portion of this. And, and I, we would love to get your take here is the kind of, let's call it an unforced error uh, by, by the Cowboys coaching staff by kind of switching the offensive line lineup, you know, mm -hmm. you know, when they didn't necessarily need to in kind of a short week, especially when they were playing three games in 12 days uh, you know, there's. I think there's some arguments to be made about whether Williams or McGovern is better. I think you know there's some people that will argue Steele versus uh, Collins. We have pretty well-defined uh, uh, opinions on this, <laughs> um, uh, but we'd love to hear what you, you, you what your thoughts are here and, and what you think. You know, do you think that that was a a, a mistake for them to kind of try to do this sw switch right now, or do you think they're trying to plan ahead to kind of get ready for a playoff run and this could eventually pay off down the road? So I think there's an argument here between continuity and yeah. best five, right? And then in terms of what they did, it was a timing issue, yeah. right? I think the timing may have been questionable, but when it's all said and done, when you're in the playoffs, I think you have to identify your best five. You don't want to lose games while you're doing it, right? Yeah. And that, that offensive line has struggled at times, especially in November when they only won one of four games. Uh, but I do think you have to identify your best five linemen going into the playoffs. Um, who, I, who do you think are those best five? Joe? Yeah, this is that, that's the here. thing. I, I still think Lyle Collins at his um, – if he's at his ceiling, he's better than Steele. I agree. I still believe that. I agree. And I, it, this is really hard, all right, because – um, it's a actually this we could talk about this for an entire podcast. Absolutely. Because I mean, if, if you think about um, Connor Williams and the fact that for, uh, let's say, 55 out of 65 snaps, he's really good. 
but those other 10, it's really bad. They might get a penalty. Or is there just this little bit of a downgrade in terms of Connor McGovern where, you know, he might not be as solid, but he's also not going to make the big mistake. I mean, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard to decide because, you know, um, you have to decide the person next to them. How does that affect what they do? You know, if, if Tyron Smith is, is, is next to, to Connor Williams, can he cover up for more of the mistakes? And then when they had to put steel out there, did Connor McGovern make more sense? I mean, it's incredibly difficult. I, I, I think McGovern could be better than Connor. I don't know if he is now, but it's an unfair ask because he doesn't have the experience. Right. Yeah. And, and you can't discount the experience and, and getting a chance to be a part of that continuity when you grade an offensive lineman. So yeah. I, I, to put a bow on it, I yeah. think I think Collins and McGovern both have the bigger ceilings. But in the interim, man, it's, it's kind of hard to watch for them to get to that level. And the other thing we don't really know is what are their long term plans here at the offensive line? Because maybe they're looking at it like Connor Williams is a free agent after this year. Anyways, let's go ahead and get. Connor McGovern eight or nine starts this year and we'll play him next year as our full-time left guard or Lyle Collins, who is going to be like 10 to $11 million against the cap next year. If we don't think there's a big difference between the two, two, why not move on from Collins and play steel at right tackle? Those are thoughts and discussions they could be having that we don't have the ability to hear about. Right. So that's what makes this so tough to figure out from the outside, but I think, I think you laid it out there pretty well. well um, I was going to say, just before we wrap it up, the, the, the other thing on that is we know that the Cowboys got mad at Collins. Of course. Right? Yes. For, for the way yeah. he handled the suspension. So, you know, how, how mad does Jerry's money get? <laughs> you know, you're never supposed to get mad at your money, but yeah. how mad does his money get in terms of long-term? And then, you know, like you said, if they don't see the big difference between McGovern and Williams, and I certainly don't, you know, if, if it's a better money play with a team that's paying their quarterback $160 million now and they've always got to be pinching pennies in other spots, maybe that's the play. I think, I think also the mistake. The part, yeah, I was going to say, really quickly, there's also the part like, yes, they were mad at Lyle Collins, but Mike McCarthy loves Terrence Steele, right? He <laughs> loves his work ethic that's and how hard he worked this summer. So not why not reward him a little bit, you know, with some playing time? So that's it's what makes this whole thing so difficult to solve. That's that was the one thing I was going to say is that you know the Steel Collins one makes sense on a coaching level simply because Steel is an off-season award winner. Collins is kind of pulling <laughs> pulling some stuff that's getting him suspended and doing some stupid yeah. stuff that obviously makes it easy to get into the doghouse. I think the thing that really you know kind of concerned me was that and and I was at Oxnard with with you at a training camp. We saw uh, McGovern versus uh, Williams. To me, you know. McGovern was good, but it, it just wasn't ever as good as Williams in, in Oxnard, right? And then what, we kind of fast forward to the season, right? And now you're starting to see McGovern in these kind of fullback packages and all this neat stuff. And mm -hmm. everyone sees him kind of doing a good job. And it felt like what happened is that they, you know, there was a, a an excitement about McGovern's uh, role in kind of this auxiliary role. Uh, and then that is kind of what pushed him into getting more of an opportunity to kind of take the spot with, with, with for Williams. And, and I think the other thing too with, with Williams is that he got on the bad side of the, he got on the refs list. You know, like yeah. the refs uh, holding yeah. is happening on every single play, yes. and Williams for some reason is the guy that's the magnet for the for the flag. So uh, I just felt like specifically that position, that position, and that switch, it, it was just 
oddly timed. And, and I think I can explain away the steal and Collins trade off simply because of, of what we talked about. The Williams McGovern one to me seems a little bit less explainable timing wise. It's yeah, just, just because of what, what the way it happened. And it's about, you know, not getting enamored because what we saw from McGovern was really on a limited scope. Now he was yeah, exactly complete ass while he was doing yeah. it. It was fun <laughs> yeah. to watch. And, and I got to tell you, boys, I'm, I'm still waiting for the, you know, fake the fullback dive and hit him on a pass. I'm yeah, still, I'm sure every week. We still want our McGovern <laughs> touchdown. If that doesn't happen before the end of the year, we riot. <laughs> well, and, and, and the, the stat that I was looking at this week, and I'm like, oh, this would be great if it was Connor McGovern. The Cowboys have had 15 different players, right, uh, mm-hmm. the score touchdown, and if they get to 16, it becomes this record and the whole nine yards. And if it were McGovern, that would be really cool. All right, Joe, our last question for you before we uh, we head out. Uh, do you think this Cowboys team, based on what you've seen so far, is built to make a run in the playoffs? I think it's a good question because for this one, you guys, I do kind of – I don't like to be, you know, the guy who says, oh, I've been covering this team for a couple decades now. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy, especially with this league. It's a, it's a year-to-year mm-hmm. league. Yes. But when I do look at this team and, and I think back to uh, the 2007 team that got knocked out by the Giants, I uh, think about the Dez caught it team. I think about um, uh, Dak and, and, and Zeke, their rookie year. You know, if I just thought about those teams in relation to this one, I do think this team is best suited to make a run. I do mm-hmm. think that this is, this is a chance. This is a serious chance uh, when they can get back to an NFC championship, you guys, because um, despite this malaise that we talked about, I do think that Dak Prescott is that quarterback who can do what you need in the playoffs, and that's get you that game-winning drive. Because the, the NFL is set up for us to have one-score games in the fourth quarter and certainly even more so in the playoffs. It's what they want. It's how they make all their money. Dak can be that guy. He's got all those game-winning drives on his resume. He believes he can do it. Um, I think the other parts of those offense, uh, of that offense, they're certainly good enough. The, the, the issue they had before was this defense, but I do think it's opportunistic enough it can come up with that one turnover either late in the game when you need it or early in the game to, to change the, the complexion of a game that, that will allow this team to make a run. Nobody in the NFC scares me. I know Kyler Murray's doing great things. Of course, you got Leonard Fournette coming on with Tom Brady and, and, and Tampa Bay looks good. Aaron Rodgers should always scare Cowboys fans. Always. As a rule, always, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're all formidable foes. But, look, I'm sorry, man. It, this isn't just an any given Sunday. The Cowboys are built to contend and play great games w- with all of those teams. And I think that I certainly think this year, this team has a shot to make it back to that NFC championship game that has evaded them for a quarter of a century. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Joe, we want to thank you so much for coming on. But before we let you go, I want you to Look tell us that about your looking uh, guy. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to tell us about your uh, your new uh, newsletter that you're launching. That's a lot of cowboy stuff in it, is it not? 
Yeah, so listen, it's going to be pretty much all Cowboys. In fact, it's going to be your Cowboys companion, if you will. So when you're getting ready for the game, and look, I know we all have these jobs that keep us busy. Fortunately for me, my job is following football. (laughs) Fortunately for you guys, y'all do it a lot too, right? But for a lot of people, man, who don't have time during the work week, this is going to hit your inbox on Fridays. It's going to give you a quick read, a couple of fun facts, you know, some stats. If, if you're going to the watch party, if you're going to the bar to watch the game, this is your companion to just get you ready for the game, get you ready for, you know, what the Cowboys have in store that week. And look, I'm not trying to, you know, rewrite history or do anything, you know, revolutionary with this thing. I'm just trying to help everybody because I know everybody's busy trying to get through the week. And that's that's really what this was born out of. You know, I've been doing this for a couple of decades. And like I said, I don't like to toot that horn a lot, but I do have perspective. You know, I've got that on my side, if nothing else. <laughs> and I'll share some of that perspective, you know, have some fun along the way. Uh, cool random stats like uh, the debut is going to drop this Friday. I've, you know, I've got a cool stat in there about how much alcohol that Cowboys fans consume, right? <laughs> and where that ranks in the NFL, right? That's I found fun. that, right? Yeah. So it's not just hardcore football. I mean, it's got some hardcore stuff in there. And I talk about that offensive malaise and the run game and what Zeke has been doing. I do get into that kind of stuff. But um, you can even go now that there's a QR code on, on the graphic you have up on the screen. If you go to the QR code or go to WFAA.com slash playbook, you can hit that website, scroll down, and sign up. And then every Friday, around noon, midday, it'll hit your inbox and just a little something to help you get ready. That's all. That's what we do. I'm just trying to help. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. We'd love to have you back soon because I think that was fantastic. That was a lot of good talk. So, uh, First and foremost, um, I don't know how long we were on, but it flew, boys. It flew. <laughs> it flew. So, yeah, l- let me know. You know, see if we can do this and then we'll have you guys, you know, you can reciprocate. We'll grab you on the TV side and we'll do it. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Joe Trahan. Uh, You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. Landon is at McCoolBCB. Join us on Friday as we preview the Cowboys week 14 game against the Washington football team. Can't believe it's already week 14. uh, I know, just flying. flying. We'll be back Friday. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys.